What's up, everybody? This is the first episode of the new podcast. It's called Win or Lose with Tim Bedgood. Thanks for joining me. This is what I love to do, sitting around talking about sports. Thought I'd get a podcast, get some good feedback. Tell me what you guys think. The NFL playoffs are set. We're going to talk about Black Monday. A couple of coaches gone. Literally, it was Black Monday. We're going to talk about the college football championship set. Alabama, Clemson, big shocker. We're going to talk about LeBron James a little bit also. But let's start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, man, where do I begin with the Pittsburgh Steelers? It's been a long season. And unfortunately, they're going to be doing what we're doing Saturday and Sunday. On the couch watching playoff football. Steelers have plenty of opportunities, too. Um, if you look at their division, I mean, this should have been, I mean, cause you can't complain about not making the playoffs. I mean, you got two rookie quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. You got Jeff Driscoll in Cincinnati. And somehow, they can't make the playoffs. Now, there's a lot of blame to go around. They didn't sign Le'Veon Bell. They seem like they never going to address the secondary. Big Ben Roethlisberger, every time he does something bad, it's everybody else's fault but his. He blames his wife. She didn't cook this good meal. Blame the kids at home. He, he just finds everybody to blame when something doesn't go his way. Antonio Brown, he's now requesting a trade, so I don't know what's going on. Showed up at the showed up with his fur coat on at the game, but didn't play. And they say he left at halftime. Mike Tomlin, as much as I love him, but it seemed like he's just like one of those guys that just, hey, let let the players do whatever they want to. It's time for Tomlin to start being mean. I mean, Tomlin's been too nice, but then again, he's been so nice so long with the players take him seriously. You know, sometimes you got to put your foot down. You go out in public, it's like being a parent. You go out in public with your kids, and they acting bad, touching everything, throwing stuff on the ground, and you don't, you don't never correct them or snatch them up. They going to keep on doing it. And that's what's going on in Pittsburgh. Your players are running. The Tomlin too cool, want to be their friend. Sometimes you got to snatch them up and like, look, I'm in charge. But then again, he's been allowing it so much, they might see through that and be like, nah, He's just playing around. He ain't serious. We don't take him serious. So I don't know. It might be, it might be, he might let it get, get along. They got away with it so long that they might not take him serious when he finally put his foot down. The Pittsburgh Steelers is kind of like, kind of like you got a Ferrari or something. And it's nice and and you shine it up and you're riding it around this fast and everybody looking at you. Oh, my God, this is amazing. But then when it's time to get rough and tough outside, it's time to shine that thing up and put it in the garage. It's December and January. You can't drive that. That ain't getting you ain't getting nowhere fast in that. You know, that's how I look at the Steelers. They they fun to look at during the summer and look at them at all the exciting plays and oh my god they're fun and they keep something us to talk about because they always got something going on in their locker room but it's time for de- December and January it's time for them to go home pack your bags go sit down I mean they've underachieved for the last ten years there's no excuse for the Pittsburgh Steelers not to be making the playoffs they on the outside looking in they don't got nobody to blame but themselves. Roethlisberger and Tomlin need to be held accountable, need to start putting some foot in some asses, and quit being nice, or the Pittsburgh Steelers going to continue to be like that Ferrari where you can drive all summer long, 
But then it's time, playoff time, December, January football. It's time to shine that baby up and let it sit in the garage for a couple of months. That's what the Steelers are. And the team that's benefited from that is the Baltimore Ravens. Steelers choke, I mean, whatever you want to call it. The Baltimore Ravens, they finally, after all these years, finally came to, like, hey, well, hold on. You know, we finally, yeah, let Joe Flacco sit down and get, get Lamar Jackson in there. They should have got rid of Flacco years ago. He won that Super Bowl and took all that money and been underachieving ever since. Maybe he ain't underachieving. Maybe he just ain't that good. But he had his shine. Sit down, get the rookie, and the team just responded to him. The defense is playing amazing. That running game is unstoppable. I mean, what do you do with Lamar Jackson? I mean, if I was a receiver, I'd be mad. But other than that, I can't complain about playing with Lamar Jackson. The crowd seems to get into it. He gets the defensive guys ready. Everybody seems like they love playing with him. Like I said, being a receiver, but, hey, team winning, so let's not be selfish. Crabtree and whoever the other receivers are. It'll play out. It'll play out. But the Ravens, I think, are going to be a dangerous team. I wouldn't want to play them because you know what? They're going to beat you up. They're going to smack you. Take your lunch money. Take your girlfriend. And, you know, other teams don't want to play that. It's new NFL. You got to be cute. Don't mess up my nails. Don't breathe in my ear. The Ravens going to smack you around. Some people don't want to deal with that. Some people do. But I like what I'm seeing from Baltimore. They're going to be a tough out. Cleveland played them tough. I like where the Browns are going also. You know, they got rid of Hugh Jackson. I didn't like that in the middle of the season. I mean, but it was new general manager, new people coming involved. I knew he was going to get a raw deal and he's going to chop his head off eventually. I didn't know it'd be that quick. And Tyrod, I mean, he's going to be on a new team next year. Somebody going to get a good NFL player. But I like throwing Mayfield in there. I love this kid. You know, I love him. His I don't give a damn attitude. He's going out there playing hard. He's going to make some mistakes, but he's a rookie. You live with that. You live with that. You know? You know, we, are, we people who got kids, they're going to make a mistake. They're going to actually draw something on the wall or spill a stain on the carpet. You just clean it up and move on. You know? You talk to them. Hey, you don't do this. You do it. And then they learn from their mistakes. But as a rookie, he's going to make his mistakes. But he's made a lot more plays and he has mistakes. I love Baker Mayfield. I love... The direction the Browns are going in. But, you know what I'm saying? Pittsburgh had to depend on the Browns. But the way the Ravens was playing, I knew they was going to be out on the outside looking in. Ravens now move on to play the set. Los Angeles Chargers. That's going to be a good game. But I'm kind of worried because they just seen the Baltimore Ravens a couple of weeks ago. So they already know what Lamar Jackson brings to the table. It's going to be tough for them to beat them the second time around. But that's going to be a hell of a game. That's going to be a hell of a game. The playoffs are getting started. My favorite time of the season. I'm ready for NFL playoff football. Uh, let's go over to the NFC. And uh, let's talk about the 84 million man itself, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Making 84 million. <sighs> Vikings on the outside looking in. They had a win and you in situation. They was at home. 
playing the Chicago Bears, we had nothing to play for. Really, they, you know, position was set. They knew what they was going to do. And basically, Minnesota came out and, you know, Kirk Cousins basically did what Kirk Cousins does. You know, he is who we thought he was. R.I.P. Denny Green. But I mean, Kirk Cousins, 84 million. And he had like 27 yards like before the two-minute warning. And that. I mean, Kirk Cousins. I don't know what to say about Kirk Cousins. 8-7-1. and one. That's the Vikings. And it should have been 8-8. Eight eight. If y'all remember, they tied. They, referees robbed, robbed the Packers. They should be 8-8. Eight eight. But 8-7-1. Eight and one. They got lucky, you know, with that tie that they got. Should be 8-8. Eight eight. But they 8-7-1. Eight and, and the only difference was bringing in Kirk Cousins. I mean, some people you just don't commit to. Some people you got to look back and say, what did they think of their previous? What happened to your previous relationship? You got to do your history. You got to do your research. You got to be a little nosy. And you see why the Redskins didn't want to put a ring on it. You see it. Uh, we'll take you out. We'll go on a couple of dates. We'll go to the movies. But I ain't going to marry you. I ain't going to marry your ass. But there's always a sucker. They're born every day. The Vikings. Oh, he's kind of cute. She's nice. She makes me laugh. I'm a marrier. Let me put a ring on you. Come here. And now they getting. Now they know why the Redskins didn't want to marry her. Now she fucking don't cook. Don't clean. She's lousy in bed. And now you stuck with it. Now you stuck with it, Vikings. You made your bed. Now you got to lay in it. Now you're stuck. Now you're on the outside of the playoffs looking in. Don't blame the defense. Don't blame the receivers. Don't blame the offensive line. Blame giving $84 million to Kirk Cousins, an average quarterback at best. But I guess an average quarterback in the NFL nowadays is $84 million. Just cripple your whole team. Now you can't even put the pieces around him that you need to because he's taking up $84 million when he shouldn't even be making half of that. Vikings on the outside looking in. But you know who that helped? The Vikings getting knocked out. The Philadelphia Eagles. The world champs get to defend their title. They back in the playoffs. Led by, yep, you guessed who? Nick Foles. Now, Carson Wentz, even if he's healthy, I'd be like, uh, we'll bring you back next regular season. We riding this out with Nick Foles. Because this seems like this team responds when Foles is out there. They look good. I know it was against the Redskins who ain't worth the damn. I'm even going to get on them. They did the right thing by getting rid of Cousins, but they done made a lot of bad decisions everywhere else. But they got rid of, they beat the Redskins. The week before, they beat a Texans team who was fighting for a bye. You know, in the second in the AFC. So they, they had something to play for. Then they went down to Los Angeles and took care of the Rams the week before. So the Eagles playing good ball. They got in. Now everything wiped the slate clean. We don't talk about what we did in the regular season, how we struggled, a couple of home losses. We look bad. We in now. So we start the season off. Started off everybody zero and zero. Yeah, our defense is bad, but everybody zero and zero. And they get the Bears, an unexperienced team. Trubisky ain't never been here. These new young guys, Nagy ain't never coached in a playoff game. The pressure crowd groaning and moaning every time something don't go their way. The pressure gonna get to them. That's gonna be a good game. I'm gonna pick my playoff predictions later in the week, but that's gonna be a tough game. Eagles and Bears gonna be a hell of a game this weekend. The Dallas Cowboys have been back in the playoffs. Dak Prescott, the boys are in. They took care of the New York Giants to end their season. Really nothing to play for, but, you know, keep the guys fresh. Keep them ready. We got a game next week. Let's not get too restless. You know, let's not rest too many starters. They went out there 
and it didn't look good, but they got a good win over a bad New York Giant team. But it's always a, it's a division game. They always tough, no matter throw away the records when those teams get together. And they took care of business. They did what they needed to do. They won the game. You know, ten and six looks a lot better than nine and seven. Cowboys in as a fourth seed. They host the Seattle Seahawks. That's gonna be another good game. Seattle, a physical team, want to run the ball. Russell Wilson got good receivers, reliable. He's been in the playoffs. It's another one with foes against the Bears that I was talking about. Wilson with the experience over some of them young Cowboys who ain't never been there before. That's going to be an interesting game. I'm looking forward to that one too. It's a lot of good games this wild card weekend. A lot of good games coming up on this wild card weekend. The NFC is going to be tough. The Saints are the favorite, but it's not like they just leaps and bounds ahead of every other team. That's going to be tough. Let's get back to the uh, another game in the AFC I want to talk about, and that's the Texans and the Colts. They're going to meet this weekend, third time, the rubber match. Houston won the first game, 37-34 in Indianapolis. Then the Colts came back and beat them in week 14, 24-21. That's going to be a good game. Colts took care of the Titans yesterday. They should have took care of the Titans, so let's be honest. I mean, looking at that game, I don't – I mean, it should have been 40-3 if the Colts didn't keep them in the game. The Titans, to me, they kind of overachieved – I mean, they ended up 9-7, and seven, but they really never really looked that good to me any damn way. The Titans, I don't know. You know, with Blaine Gabbert, I knew, like, I, I didn't want to see the Titans in the playoffs. I'm sorry. I didn't want to see the Titans in the playoffs. I don't think the Titans are that good, even with Mariota. Uh, I just, you know, I'm glad the coach won that game for, you know, for just for me want to watch. I don't want to watch the Titans in the playoffs. Sorry. I don't want to watch Blaine Gabbert. I probably wouldn't even have watched that game had it been Titans. And Texans. So I'm glad the Colts are in. Colts and Texans. Another good game. This wild card weekend might be the best in some years we done had. Four great games. I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm told you, I'm going to make my picks later on in the week. It's going to be a couple of upsets this wild card weekend. Trust me when I tell you that. It's going to be a couple of upsets. Chiefs got the first uh, seed in the AFC. Then you got the Patriots, the number two. They always find a way. They whooped up on a terrible Jets team. We talk a little bit about the Jets. They fired the head coach. Whooped up on a terrible Jets team. Patriots look like they starting to get their groove back. So we'll see how that goes. Chiefs, Patriots. Texans, the third seed. Ravens. Then we got the Chargers and we got the Colts. That rounds out the AFC. Then we got the number one seed, the Saints. They took the day off yesterday, rest the starters, so they'll have another week of rest, so we don't know if they'll be rusty their first playoff game. Then the second seed is the Rams. They've been resting girly. C.J. Anderson, that was a big pickup coming there, take some pressure off of him. I like that pickup getting C.J. Anderson. because They haven't been really, they passed the game since Cup got hurt. Really ain't been that good. So they kind of like take some pressure off of that, take some pressure off of golf. He's been getting beat up, been getting exposed these last couple of weeks. I like that pickup of C.J. Anderson for the Rams. Defense starting to come around, even though it was against the terrible 49ers and the Cardinals these last two weeks. But they got a little confidence going into the playoffs. The third seed is the Bears. Bears defense is legit. I was kept on saying, I don't know about the Bears. I don't know. The defense is legit. That offense, I don't know. I don't know about that offense right now. I don't know. I like Trubisky. I like the running backs, but uh, Trey Burton at tight end is okay. But the receivers, I don't know yet. I'm still not. I don't know if I'm completely 100% sold on the Bears, but they did what they got to do. They won games. They was ugly, but they won them. They in. Fourth seed Cowboys, fifth seed Seahawks, and the Eagles round out the NFC. I'm excited. My favorite time of the year. But uh, let's transition to uh, not 
the best time of the year for certain coaches. They call it Black Monday. And it's the holiday season, New Year coming up, but it wasn't a, a happy holidays. Black Monday, we got eight coaches that then literally it was Black Monday. We got Marvin Lewis, Vance Joseph, Todd Bowles, and Steve Wilkes, Hugh Jackson earlier in the season. So it was literally Black Monday, a couple of brothers out of a job. But uh, I can't sit up here and lie to you. I, all the coaches that got fired, I think it was it was deserved. You know, I don't know. I don't know about Steve Wilkes because it's only his first first year in Arizona. I mean, damn. I mean, can a brother? I mean, you give me one of the worst teams in the league, and I go three and thirteen, and a rookie quarterback, and then I can't get another. I mean, the brother can't get another job. Another year to prove himself? Can I get another year to see what I can do? So he got a raw deal. Marvin Lewis has had damn near 16 years to do something in Cincinnati. He hasn't even won a playoff game. So I like Marvin Lewis as a person. He seemed like he's a good guy, type of guy you would, you know, you know, you like to go to for, you know, advice and invent to. He seemed like he's the type of guy, uncle, you that listen to you, you know. So I like that about Marvin Lewis, but, I mean, his time in Cincinnati was up. It's time. To, I mean, come on. You've been there 16 years. You ain't won a playoff game. And you're walking around here like, I mean, like you no care in the world that you ain't won a playoff game. So I would think it's time for, up for Marvin Lewis. Dirt Cutter, I don't think he should have got the job to begin with. They gave Lovey Smith a raw deal getting him out of there. Like Dirt Cutter was some damn offensive guru. And he gets here and ain't done nothing. He's like, the offense look worse. You know? I mean, they can't stop nobody on defense. The offense, Jameis Winston is an interception waiting to happen. I don't, I mean, their running game is average at best. Tampa Bay just ain't done nothing for years for me. I mean, when the last time they made the playoffs or done anything? So Cutter had to go. Uh, Adam Gates, I think he's going to get another job. I mean, I think Adam Gates, I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good offensive coach. If not a coach, he's going to be a coordinator somewhere. I mean, with Tannehill, Miami just seem like they cursed. They just seem like, when the last time the Dolphins been good? Even when they're good, they ain't good. You know? Like, they made a couple of playoffs a couple of years ago, but even then, you was like, ah, Dolphins ain't no good. You know? That's how I feel about the Dolphins. Even when they're good, they ain't no good. So, that might be a blessing in the sky for Gates. Get out of Miami. There's too many distractions there anyway. Go somewhere. Get I, I like Gates and going to Arizona or somebody. Get one of them young, Baker Mayfield, get one of them young quarterbacks and build them, mold them to the way you want them to. You know, you can't go to Green Bay and mold Aaron Rodgers. He already grown now. He's stuck in his ways. You go down there, see if you can get into Arizona. See if you can get up there in New York or something or Cleveland. Mold you one of them young quarterbacks into who you want them to be. You don't want to go be there with Aaron Rodgers. He already stuck in his ways. So I like. I think Adam Gates gonna get another job. Todd Bowles. I like Todd Bowles. He look. He Todd Bowles. He don't talk, but I like him. If that makes sense. He don't. He ain't gonna get two words out of his ass, but I like him. He gonna get a defensive coordinator job. I don't know if he gonna get another head coaching job. I don't know. Uh, Vince Joseph. I don't know much about. But Denver was trying to get rid of him last year. So I knew once they, you know. Lost a couple of games and then decided to bring in Case Keenum. I knew it was writing on the wall for him. He wasn't going to last much longer. But like I said, Hugh Jackson seemed like he going to get another job in Cincinnati. I don't know. To be a brother, Hugh Jackson getting a lot of damn chances. Usually they don't get it. But, I mean, it is, well, it is, he know the right people. So, Hugh Jackson might get an interview in Cincinnati. 
Uh, like I said, Mike McCarthy, him and Aaron Rodgers got on each other's nerves after a while. So his time was up. So Black Monday, eight coaches so far. Like I said, other than Steve Wilkes in Arizona, I kind of agree most of those guys should have been gone. It was time. The writing was on the wall. It is what it is. You move on. I think most of these guys will get head co- well, get coaching jobs. I don't know about head coaching jobs, but they'll get coaching jobs somewhere. Let's talk about the college football national championship. Uh, big surprise, big shocker, Alabama and Clemson. This will be the third time they meet in the championship and fourth year in a row they meet in the college playoffs. And I kind of I kind of describe it kind of like a, a movie we've all seen before. Like, think of your favorite movie. You done watched it over a hundred times. You're watching it again. But every time you watch it, you see something different. Oh, I didn't notice when he did. I didn't notice that. Oh, that's how I feel about this game. Same cast and characters, but oh, they got a new linebacker. Oh, they didn't have that corner playing last year. It just seems like it's like something we've seen before. Same, you know, crew led by Saban and, and Dabo Sweeney, but it's over and over again. And that's kind of where I'm getting at with college college football. Like these other teams, they step their game up. This Alabama versus Clemson is is getting out of control, and you can tell by the ratings. I don't think as many people is watching. Because it's just, it's not intriguing. The games on Saturday, I mean, that Notre Dame-Clemson was like men against boys. Like the varsity team against the junior varsity. You know, seniors versus freshmen. I mean, I that was pretty bad. You know, I sat through the whole thing, you know, because I was watching it with a Notre Dame fan who actually, you know, they were down 27-3 and he still thinks they have. But, you no, know, no, I knew it was over when they announced the game. You know, but we, uh, I'm gonna preview the championship game and, uh, and by the end of the week. And, uh, they play some pretty classic games, so I'm expecting nothing different. I think this is gonna come down to the last second. I'm not ready to make a prediction on it yet, but, uh, should be a pretty good one. But, like I said, I mean, it's starting to get a little predictable. Time for uh, these other schools to step their game up, and, you know, get rid of this Alabama versus Clemson every year and it's also time for let's start picking the four best teams I mean let's seriously even if you got two or three losses I mean let's pick the four best teams I mean Notre Dame was undefeated but did we really think they was one of the four best teams sometimes your eyes can't lie to you you know think with your eyes and your head instead of your heart I know Notre Dame was undefeated I know there's a lot of people with special you know something special in their heart for Notre Dame let's get Notre Dame in they got a lot of fans they can bring some money in they just wasn't qualified I mean let's be honest Notre Dame shouldn't have been in the college football tournament this year but they was because they were undefeated and but they basically showed why they shouldn't have been they lost 30-3 so championship game Monday night I'm going to preview it by the end of the week uh, let me end it with uh, in the podcast with uh, LeBron James's comments. He does this little more than an athlete series on ESPN Plus. I checked it out, and he uh, said he uh, he realized he was the goat when he beat the seventy-three win Warriors and won that championship. 
And I'm not denying that he isn't. He definitely, when he retires, probably have the numbers to make a legitimate argument as being the GOAT. But that's when you realized it? I mean, don't get me wrong. They did win 73 games. But to me, that Warrior team was a little flawed. I mean, don't get me wrong. They came into the season a little upset because they didn't feel like they were getting the respect the year before. Everybody saying, hey, you beat LeBron, but he didn't have Kyrie and Kevin Love. So they kind of got a little offended and came out and played their ass off, played every game like it was their last, took everybody's shot, and just didn't, you know, didn't take no days off. And not to mention, he's only like four or five good teams in the NBA anyway. So, I mean, you're going to pile up a lot of wins. So their record was a little, a little better than what they really were. I mean, let's be honest. They won 73 games, but did we ever honestly think that team was one of the best teams we ever seen? I mean, we going off because they won 73 games. Say if they won 63 games, would we be considering or 65 wins? The year before, the team the year before won 67 games. We wasn't considering them one of the best teams. So I don't, I don't know if I can say I thought the year they beat the Spurs when he was with the Heat was a better team than that Warrior team. They just had more wins. I mean, I think they were exposed the series before against the Thunder. They should have lost that series, to be honest with you. So, I do think LeBron will go down as the GOAT, one of the GOATs, but I don't think that's the time when he... I mean, let's not over... I thought, Like I said, I think that Warrior team was kind of overrated. Steph Curry wasn't the same player back then in the playoffs as he is now. Now, if he beats Durant with the Warriors, then yeah, I'll give you that. With Durant... Curry and, and those guys, then yeah. But that 73 win, uh, I don't, I'm not as sold as everybody else was with that team. I mean, don't get me wrong. They won a lot of games. They set the record. But let's be honest. That team was exposed to series before against Oklahoma. They should have lost that series. You know, they should have lost that series. But that's just what I wanted to talk about. Uh, LeBron saying he was the GOAT because he beat that team. Um... I don't know if I agree. I agree with them being the GOAT. I don't agree with that's the moment you realize that you was the greatest because you beat the Warriors. Now, winning the championship for Cleveland, okay, yeah. You know, because, hell, don't nobody win nothing for Cleveland. That city is just as cursed as any city in the world as far as sports. But So, I'll give you that. But that 73-win Warrior team, uh, beat them with Durant, then I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're the greatest. You can beat them with Kevin Durant and this team they got now, then I can say you you are the greatest. But beating them, uh, that team, uh, I don't know. Because I think you would have beat them the year before if you had Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. So that's just my two cents on that. You guys, thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Please follow me back. I'm going to try to do this a couple of times a week. Thank you again. Y'all have a good one. Happy New Year.